2 Timothy chapter 3. Jeremiah, would you mind getting these baskets and taking them to the back for me? At the end of our service today, we'll be taking communion together. Um, this side here, you can serve here, the middle sections, and we have some in the back. It would just for um, sanitary reasons, just everyone can pick their own. They're all self-enclosed, uh, the bread as well as uh, the wine and remembering of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Before we stand and read the scripture, I want to take a moment and just um, address us as a people, part of a nation, and the transition that has taken place. You do understand in my position, if I speak, I'm offending someone. If I say A, everyone that thinks B, if I say B, everyone that thinks A, and so I'm kind of like the guy in the Civil War with blue shorts and a gray shirt getting shot at from both sides. But it's important for me to shepherd you according to the dictates of my heart. And if I'm wrong, I will answer to the great shepherd of our souls. And I tremble at that idea. So know this, even if you disagree with me and you reject me, and think all manner of whatever, good or bad, um, I still have to answer to him. And so um, I don't think of myself to know all things, but I'm responsible to shepherd you according uh, to what I know in the scripture and my heart. And if I'm wrong, I will answer for ignorance, not for cowardice. So um, there's much said about our recent election and you can go all over the map, and I'm not going to get into the political part of it, but you do need to understand as a Christian, I'm Christian long before I'm an American. Christian. And there is a sweeping uh, rejection, not my president, not my president, and then there's the love that now it's time to unify, and it's neither the Bible says be subject to all powers because all powers have been given of God. Subject does not mean unified. As a Christian, I cannot walk in unity and harmony. Well, first of all, there's no perfect leader. But if someone is anti-Israel, anti-gospel, anti-innocent life, uh, not to mention uh, globalistic and the other things. This morning, I'm going to pray for our president. And I will do that publicly and privately. And I'm not going to practice scorched earth uh, opposition. But my responsibility is to be subject until it violates scripture. But what fellowship hath light with darkness? Now, our preceding president, I'm not saying... That this man, you know, some, I don't know his heart. I've never met him. I can tell you, you can be an instrument of God without being a man of God. But, uh, and he was flawed, very flawed. But this one here, um, time will tell if it's God's judgment or if it just all falls together in the end times. So your pastor, don't come at me hating in the sense of, 
of just bad-mouthing and reviling everything with our sitting president. But no, I'm not unified. I'm not in harmony with someone with that platform. Now, who you voted for, you, that's between you and the Lord. I'm, I'm just saying for me, and I just happen to have this platform. You'll answer for yours, and I'll answer for mine. So before we start, I want to pray for our president today. And those of you that will be listening can sit and judge uh, the motive of my heart. But it is to pray publicly for our president. And my prayer is sincere. And it's as I see it. And, um, you know, let's do this. Father, I come before you today as just one person among billions worldwide. Every person on every side of the aisle says, as America goes, so goes the world. They all, they all know that we're a hub, if you will. I pray for our president, Lord, what I prayed for the previous president. That he would come to faith. Come to new birth. Born again of your spirit and subject to your word. That he would have the courage and the character to lead in righteousness. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would protect him from the inapplicable slander of men. I pray you would take care of his wife and babies and that you would give him the capacity and the strength to lead this nation in the most difficult of times. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would open his eyes to the murder of millions of children, child sacrifice just for convenience and, and leisure. I pray that you would open his eyes to the importance of Israel in the grand scheme of things since the beginning of, of the, the Israelite nation through Abraham. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would open his eyes to this uh, transgender um, confusion, Lord, that we can't even call someone our brother, or our mother, or our father. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would show him the importance of the nuclear family, a man, a woman, and their children. And I pray, O oh Lord, that we as Christians would not be hated for how we stand. If we're going to be hated, let it be for why we stand. And I just thank you for this opportunity that's mine. Show me how to be subject and also to be separate as, it, as if and when it violates your scripture. Grant our nation a revival, I pray, O oh Lord. An equality, uh, eliminate racism in every form. And I ask this in your son's name. Amen. Stand with me for the reading of God's word, 2 Timothy 3. Reading out of the Amplified Bible this morning. Paul writing, Timothy, but understand this, that in the last days will come, that will set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered, lovers of money aroused by an inordinate greedy desire for wealth, proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection, callous and inhuman, Relentless, admitting to no truce or appeasement, slanderers, 
false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, and loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce, haters of good. They will be treacherous, rash, inflated with self-conceit, lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more than and rather than lovers of God. And although some may hold a form of piety, of true religion, they deny, reject, and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people. Turn away from them. For among them are those who worm their way into homes and captivate silly and weak-natured women, loaded down with the burden of their sins, easily swayed and led away by various evil desires and seductive impulses. They will listen to anyone who teaches them. They are forever inquiring and getting information, never able to arrive at a recognition and knowledge of the truth. Now, just as John is in Jambres were hostile to and resisted Moses, so these men are hostile, hostile to and oppose the truth. They have depraved and distorted minds and are a reprobate and counterfeit and to be rejected as far as the faith is concerned. But they will not get very far for their rash folly will become obvious to everyone as was that of those magicians mentioned. Now you've closely observed and diligently followed my teaching, conduct, purpose in life, faith, patience, love, and steadfastness. Persecution, suffering, such as occurred to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra. I endured them, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Notice that. I endured them, but the Lord delivered me. So he went through them and was delivered afterwards. Let me find my place. Where am I at? Thanks you. But wicked men and imposters will go on from worse to worse, leading and deceiving others astray and being deceived and led astray themselves. But as for you, continue to hold on to the things that you learned and of which you are convinced, knowing from whom you learned them. And from your childhood, you've had a knowledge and been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation, which comes through faith in Christ Jesus through the leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ Jesus, in absolute trust and confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness. Every scripture is God-breathed, given by His inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, and conformity to God's will and thought, purpose, and action so that the person of God, the man of God, may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. You may be seated this morning. Proverbs 27.12 says, A prudent man foresees the evil coming, and hides himself. He makes adjustments. And the simple pass on and are punished. One Spanish proverb says, that which the fool does in the end, the wise man does at the beginning. Cornish proverb, he who not, will not be ruled by the rudder must be ruled by the rock. The days ahead of us as believers in our land are quickly going to change. There will be a groundswell. It'll take a while. It's kind of like when a tsunami comes, how the water pulls out and then goes forward. Your pastor's conviction is that the church will start to, it'll be the reverse 
of what has happened as they embrace sins that heretofore were considered gross immorality. There's, you get used to the idea, and then you accept the idea, and then you celebrate the idea. Well, that's going to happen, and the church is going to be put in the crosshairs because the leader that many attacked is gone. And now you've already seen in the, the news how we've got to deprogram all these people, all the conservatives, the far right. It's all grouped together. And knowing that this groundswell of hatred is coming. Pastor, are you, are you positive of this? Yes. Uh, not to those that name the name of Jesus, but those that know the biblical Jesus that stand with him and for him and contend for the truth. That's why this series is so important. How can we contend for a faith we cannot articulate? And we're going to study line by line where you can give an answer to every man for the hope that is within you. And knowing that these days are going to come, they're coming in, and they'll come in great force, we must purpose in our hearts to remain faithful, confident, Powerful, effective, vocal, single-minded, willing, lovers of truth and lovers of God, even unto death. You are going to be tested. Your faith is going to be tested. There's going to be great separation. So much so that professing believers are going to turn on other professing believers. Your home. Jesus said, don't think I come to bring peace. I've come to bring a sword. It's going to divide. And, and in that moment... Don't take upon yourself the responsibility to try to keep together that which God is separating. I am not wise enough to separate from everyone. I'll misjudge someone's heart, but it's going to happen. And just go ahead and get it in your mind. If you can't handle someone defriending you on Facebook, what are you going to do with true alienation, true persecution where it costs you your job to stand and speak and be vocal? So as a prudent person, I want to talk to you this morning about the prudent man in perilous times. And this is not a negative message. It's just seeing what's coming. If it's raining, get an umbrella. Prepare yourself. How am I going to answer? What am I going to answer? How articulate am I going to be in my answer? Knowing that if they called the master of the house Beelzebub, they're going to call you something. And those that live godly in Christ Jesus, not those that say they're Christian. Those that live godly, which means under the lordship of Christ, governed by his word, they're going to be persecuted. And in this last day. So go ahead and erase in your mind. Don't be so focused on Democrat, Republican, because there's, there, you know, you can't paint with those broad of strokes. But I can tell you this, platforms identify people. Okay. So you're going to have enough problem being Christian. Don't worry about getting on any other platform. Just, just you know, be, be aware that this is coming and be prepared. A prudent person. Let me pray for myself this morning very quickly. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity this morning to preach. Uh, I don't want it to come across as a heavy message, Lord. It really is one that should encourage us so that we can be ready, wanting nothing. And when the doorbell rings, we're ready to answer. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord unashamed, unapologetic that the scriptures would govern us and the spirit would supply strength to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Only two points this morning if you're taking notes. The prudent man. 
Number one is discerning. Number two is prepared. Now, I'm not going to get into the preparation of the prepper and all of the others. That's a sub point. But if you think difficulties coming, if you think food sources might be cut off, you, you, you store food. If you think somebody's coming in your driveway, you blow the dust off the shotgun and the, and the you know. But this, this, I'm talking about your soul here. Being prepared, full of the Spirit, ready to answer, to take a stand so that there's no mistake. Going with Jesus outside the camp, bearing his reproach. Say what you're going to say. Do what you're going to do, but I'm going to stand as near to him as I can. The prudent man is discerning. Number one, listen to this in Matthew 16. Jesus said, when it's evening... You say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning it'd be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, hypocrites, can you discern the face of the sky and not discern the signs of the times? You need to be discerning in this day. Asking the Lord for the, the spirit of discernment, the gift of discernment. And, and practice adding the facts together and making righteous discernments regardless of of who agrees with you. I just want to be in the truth. Whichever side truth falls on, that's what side I want to fall on. Careful of who you listen to, associate with, yoke with, and trust. Careful to search out the facts of the matter. See, this is the problem for us as believers. There is no storehouse that you can just go to and get the facts. You do understand. If you turn on the TV, it's diluted. The, the opinions, it, it, there's no more news. It's, propag it's all propaganda. Tell a vision. I want to tell you my vision of how it is. And then this channel, you go to this one. This is how it is. So our problem is we're going to have to be able to discern between what's being said through the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't feel right. That contradicts the Scripture. My spirit feels uneasy with that. And turn it off so that we're not digesting Miss, dis, and incomplete information. When I was growing up, it didn't matter which side of the political sphere you're on, we grew up hearing this. I may not agree with what you say, but I will fight for your right to say it. Overnight, that is vanishing. No, we, you don't have a right to believe differently than us. You don't have a right to speak your mind. So if that is controlling the media then every message is going to be, the common thread will be to dilute my belief system, to pollute my belief system, and to make me anemic enough that I can be swayed or moved. Letter A. You'll be, need to be discerning of false believers in this last day. Tares among the wheat. I did not say point them out. But I need to be discerning. Uh, you know, not everyone that mentions the name of Jesus is a Christian. I know you're aware of that. Jesus said that there will be people in that day. I want you to focus on the scripture. That will say, Lord, we have cast out demons in your name. And done many mighty wonderful works. And Jesus said, I know you not. You're a worker of iniquity. How many of your unbelieving friends 
say, Jesus is my Lord. And I cast out demons in his name. And I do many mighty, wonderful works for the glory of Jesus Christ. How many of your unbelieving friends say that? None. So who is this? People within the church who have a form of godliness. They say his name, but they don't know the person. They sing the songs, but it's not spirit-led. And tares look exactly like wheat until harvest time, and the tear turns colors. It's going to happen in this church. It's going to happen in the churches. And if you look back, I'm not talking about an individual person, but those of you involved in parachurch organizations like Trace Diaz and other churches, people that were pillars, and then they fade away. It's going to happen. And I need to, I need to be able to discern. And, and it's not so I can say I'm better than you, but my health won't jump on you, but your sick will jump on me. Like if I'm, if I'm healthy and you're not, you got the flu. I know nobody gets the flu anymore. We had six cases of the flu in the United States this year. I just, I'm sorry. Math doesn't have any feelings. I'm sorry. Just the flu is gone. But you go to, go to lunch with them and they're hacking and hocking and... <laughs> And I'm just, I'm robust. I'm ready to cheese fries. I'm good. I'm sitting down. And they're just like, yeah. So I go home. My health didn't get on them. I go home. Can't breathe. <coughs> Thank you, Sister Death, for that infection. I appreciate that, Brother Death. You do understand that if the leaven planted in the church was planted by our adversary... The purpose of the tear is to infect you. To get you to see as long as it looks right. I can do that type of carpentry. I can do that type of plumbing. I can, I can do that type of electrical. Just put a lot of duct tape on it and a little black tape. And look, look at that. Look at that. Until you flip the light switch on. The times that we are heading into you're going to see a separation and a turning and you cannot hold on to tears. Now, I'm not saying turn your back on people, fold your arms, I'm better than everybody. That's not what I'm saying. But listen, if the Holy Spirit of God has not transformed them, what are you going to do? Let the righteous be righteous still and let the ungodly be ungodly. I'll, I'll leave you to the Lord. I'm not judging you, but I can't be part of that philosophical, socialistic, anti-Christian. This, this video, uh, some of you already in the introduction were saying, well, that made sense what they were saying because you don't know the scriptures. You know, well, maybe that's right. And, and there's going to be separation based on those that uh, have not the Spirit of God and that don't know the Word of God. You do err, Jesus said, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. And I need to discern. There are times that I've shook people's hand. I've met them. And the Holy Spirit said, mm-mm. You can, you can think that's mystical or whatever. Don't trust that one. And they part of the church for years. Right there singing, greeting, clapping. <laughs> And then one day, whoa, see, that rascal come out in the right environment. You see, in the right environment, blaspheme God, blaspheme me, the church. 
Well, how could they do that? Because each gives what they have. And we can't hide who we are. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. But don't, 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 don't get troubled that some of them are with us that are not of us. It's hard rowing this morning. We'll just keep going. Discerning of false teachers and doctrines. Okay, I'm not going to be in a hurry. If I finish, I finish. I just, I just need to shepherd y'all. You know, I'll try to give you sometimes just little things like what I think when I'm preaching. And, and oftentimes I think, what if this is my last time? What if this is my last time? Okay. Yes, it matters to us and to God how we are perceived by other professing believers and unbelievers. But never to the point of being silent over spiritual matters. Okay. False teachers, false preachers. I don't care if you were raised on their ministry. I have people that I cut my teeth on hundreds of their sermons. And now they preach an inclusive gospel. And now they preach a false gospel. And now you turn on the television and they're sitting on the stage with Oprah who's telling everyone there's multiple ways to heaven and all of us are God's children and they're not saying anything. So what do you do, Brother John? I disconnect from them. False. If, if they say, we believe in Jesus, not my Jesus, you don't. How can you say that? Because I know him. That's like somebody come up and said, John, I'm your wife. I said, no, you're not. How can you say that? Because I know who my wife is. It is that simple. And if we know who he is by the scriptures, when they start to tell us that Jesus was not the propitiation of our sins, he did not have to die. He was not sufficient. He was not born of a virgin. He did not fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament. He wasn't the promised coming Messiah. He's not the soon and coming king who will tread the, the winepress of his wrath against this world. When they start diluting and polluting who he is, I separate from them. The vast majority of people on Christian television, I, I, don't come at me with exceptions, I'm just telling you, you would be well advised to turn it all off and read your Bible. Sure. I might miss out on a good sermon. Yeah, you might miss out on that porridge of death you've been eating too. So just thought I'd tell you. And oh, by the way, let me group myself in there. The day you hear me preach a contrary gospel or a contrary Jesus, you fold your Bible and walk out and don't ever listen to me again. All right. You're going to need to be discerning of the spiritual dynamics behind global events and leaders. So, John, what's the big deal about... I'm just going to take out one uh, political um, policy. Just one. One's a nationalist and one's a globalist. John, why, why, why is that such a big deal? Because in the end times, when the man of perdition is introduced, the man of sin comes upon the world, the geopolitical figure who Christ came in another's name and they did not accept him, the world didn't, but he will come in his own name and they'll accept him. It's going to be a push. There will be a platform already laid out. See, you can't drive a car on a road that's not, being, that's not built. 
the road's being built now of where all the walls in the world has to come down so we can have a one world. We're all collect. It's a collective UN uh, potpourri. We're all the same. When God is the one that said, when they all come together, I will spread them apart. Babel, Babylon, the Tower of Babel. God wanted groups of people. And the world becomes one, not under man, but under Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't mean United States and to hell with everybody else. That's not what I'm saying. But when someone is globalistic, they are part of that ideology is part of the last day push for preparation for one world government, one world religion, and one world commerce. All roads lead to God, one world religion. Uh, it's going to take different forms, but the form that it's taking now is relativism. There are no absolutes. What's your truth? Well, I'm saved. I worship trees. Well, good. How's it working for you? Well, I believe God's in the air. Isn't he good? You see? And you can just say what you want to say. But if all roads lead to the same place and there is no absolute, I talked to a guy not too long ago. Well, it's been a couple years now. You know when you get old, it was just, it's not too long ago, like 2004. Yeah, this is the other day. And he said, there are no absolutes. And I said, there are no absolutes. That's what you're saying. That's right. Well, that's an absolute statement. And I'm thinking in my soul, You, you, your, your belief system doesn't even make it out of the first statement. There are no absolutes. You're going to need to be aware that that push, that platform that's anti-nationalism. Now, that doesn't mean that a nation has the right to go and abuse other nations. But we don't want to be globalistic. We want to be a nation under God. Indivisible. We want to be that. Did you hear that guy pray the other day? And uh, at the inauguration, I, 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 didn't, I didn't boycott it. I just didn't watch it. I'm, I'm sorry. But I heard he said, uh, and then in the name of the God of our collective faiths. And everybody, hmm. What? The name of the God of our collective faith. That's like saying, throw all the food in one pot and cook it and what you got? And you say, yes. 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 And that guy on TV, what was, what was wrong with him? And this we ask. He prayed some kind of, you ever heard word salad prayer? You go, and all the words, it's like an army of words marching, searching for an idea. And he got to the end and he said, amen and a woman. I'm just telling you, if I was in the room, I'd have said, and a moron. <laughs> now, let me just cross up. Let me go ahead and say it for you. We think because we've been indoctrinated through television that the man that addresses the insanity is worse than the insanity. I, you can't stand up and go, the king has no clothes. He's naked over here. Brother, not brother, excuse me, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what, you know, answer the phone, it's ringing, it's for you. Answer it. No one was, shh, I just want to be a Christian, I just want to. 
Meanwhile, a man and a woman, a man doesn't even deal with gender. It means so be it. And if you want to get technical, and amen means male, and amen, I thought there were no male and female. And how can I congratulate the vice president for being the first woman vice president when she may not be? See? You can't. I just, if you put our brains in a bird, it'd fly upside down backwards. Anyway, back to the scripture real quick. You need to understand what's behind global events. Your pastor's opinion. Okay? I want to separate the difference between scripture and opinion. I believe the plan, and Wade alluded to this, is the deconstruction of our nation, not just morally and spiritually, but financially, so that we can pitch the idea of a global union to a majority of people who the move will benefit. John, what do you want to happen? Hey, I might as well be an equal opportunity offender and make everybody mad today. Um, I would love for them to just have a peaceful civil war. Like, we'll take our eight states. Group. Okay, this be the sane side over here. Come on here. Or you can say conservative, uh, uh, Christian, what it, our eight states will govern us. Y'all seven be over there. I mean, you know, we got a culture difference between here and one Robbins and Perry. It's, they ain't going to hurt nobody. And this group over here ain't going to have a tax base, but, you know, just separate up in all these things, you know. And that's what I hope. I'm going to join up. I may move if, if the same. Anyway, I digress. You've got to be okay with saying, that's the spirit of this age. That's the spirit of Antichrist. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how mad it makes you. I Truly, you, you don't know how little I care about this. The abortion and the sacrifice, child sacrifice and slaughter of millions of babies is satanic. Yes. Yes. No, don't, don't tell me Jesus anything. Don't, don't know. No. Well, there are other issues. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to just go ahead and hit this one while we're here. Now, that's not the only thing. No, but there are big things. On a platform, there's all kinds of things. And you need to know this in these coming days because you're going to be grouped according to beliefs and such. Yes, the economy matters. Yes, education matters. Yes, health care matters. Yes, racism absolutely matters. And it's gone on way too long. All of those things. But my, the education of my children in a public school system compared to the slaughter of innocent children, they're not in the same field. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, it's not even close. My tax rate, my meal rate is not in the same category is does this policy turn against Israel? Because God is very clear. Anyone that touches or harms them or curses them or divides them, I will curse them. I will divide them. You will make an enemy out of me. So yes, that matters if God looks at us and says, enemy. So the family, before there was a church, before there was a state, before there was Israel, there was a family. And he made a man and a woman and they produced children. Anything that opposes a nuclear family where we can't even have a mom and a daddy. Or you can't say it if you do have it. Or, you know, whatever. 
That's satanic. You, and let me just give you this. Discerning of spirits, the, uh, the gift uh, of the Holy Spirit, the discerning of spirits. That is not what some of you have seen in Pentecostal charismatic circles where someone drives up in a Ford Pinto with 17 kids in it and then somebody goes, mm, I perceive that you have a spirit of poverty. I perceive you're an idiot. <laughs> I was two. We got a moron and an idiot so far. So that, no, that's not, that's deduction. That's not, that's deducing that she's struggling or he's struggling. No, discerning of spirits is tracing back the origin of something. And through the supernatural quickening of the Holy Spirit, you know where that originates. Okay? Let me give you an example. Let's swing this way. Hot topic. Racism. Trace it back. The origin is satanic. I don't care how white you are. I don't care how big a robe you wear. I don't care what pulpit you have. If you treat people differently because of color and view yourself superior, that is satanic. Because God created man. Everybody came from Adam. Different tones, but Adam. So if you trace something back to the origin, and you can know it's satanic. So abortion is satanic. You just trace it back. You slaughter children. If you oppose Israel, if you oppose the family. The th- See, it's different than the issues. It's what God puts in place. See, if they're, they're changing the family, then they're changing what God did. If you're changing his election of Abraham and the, the nation of Israel, you're coming against God. If you're saying globalism and he scatters abroad, do you see, you can trace it back through deduction or through just knowing where Paul was traveling and preaching and a woman come up behind him saying, listen to this man. He's showing you the way of eternal life. He's sharing the gospel and he spun on his heels and cast the devil out of her. What did she say wrong? See, oh, you shouldn't do that. She didn't say anything wrong. He traced back the origin of that spirit and his spirit knew that it was demonic because what was going to happen is she was going to link herself to him, follow him, praise him, articulate her approval of him. And when he left town, she was going to have influence with these people and go back to her divination. And by the way, let me just touch on this. I'm just, I'm kind of like a fat man going through a barbed wire fence here, a point there, a point this morning. Just <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Don't forget to try the veal. Uh, where was I? I knew I'd lose my place. No, but what was I going to tell you? Oh, come on. It was important. Oh, divination. Listen. It started uh, in television several years ago with shows like Medium and other things. And you'll uh, see uh, people being comforted or helped or encouraged in, in Old Testament times, God said, if any among you practice this, stone them to death. And not only do we know it's satanic, okay? Because there's a great gulf fix. Uncle Earl ain't calling you. But that demon that oversees him in hell, or the demon that imitates him, contradicts Scripture. So I know it has to be satanic. Well, I found comfort. It was false comfort. I found peace. False peace. Our comfort comes in knowing that those that have went on to heaven before us 
are preserved. They are absent from the body. They're present with the Lord. And at the great reunion, we'll come, be caught up together to meet them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's our comfort. I don't need a word from a dead saint. I need the word of God alive in heart and don't have nothing to do with them. Don't, don't sit and listen. Oh, it's just, no, don't, don't, no, no, don't watch it on TV. Don't go near it because it does open doors for Satan to attack you. You, you, you come in, if you get in a spirit, a spirit of this age that contradicts God's word, then while you're voluntarily exposing yourself to that spirit, anything can happen to you, your babies, anything. I don't have nothing to do with them. If he told them to put them to death, why am I going to listen to that mess? I will tell you this on a side note. Oh, I ain't getting to none. I'm not going to get to all this. Know what part two is next week if Jesus tarries. We'll do prepared next week. I'm just going to tell you a little secret. I've done it several times, but y'all ever see like uh, Sister Rosie or whoever got palm reading and stuff like that? Well, I'm not going in the house because of the showdown, but I, I know when, sometimes when I walk by someone, or uh, especially if they have a little stand-up at a little fair, carnival, you know, downtown, street park, whatever, just a little wooden hut. And I've done this a couple times. Somebody, free palm reading. <laughs> this ain't got nothing to do with a sermon. Don't try to make it spiritual. I just thought you'd enjoy it. So, like, so say there's the thing, palm reading. I walk over here like this, and I get right here, and she's, she's right there. And I want her to catch my eye, and she's reading that one's palms. And I just kind of stand here off to the side. I'm just praying in tongues. Just praying in tongues. And it ain't no time she goes, yeah, I see you. Yeah, and I'm just praying. I'm looking at her. I'm going to shut this thing down right here. I'm going to just cause interference. And, and almost without fail, they're like, <laughs> and before there's an issue, I just, you know, I got you. Just want you to know I had you. Just want you to know. Just want you to know. You ain't scared of that? Absolutely not. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. In me. But you've got to be able to call it. Some of you, for fear of what people would say, have never even said the words, that's satanic. Or that's, now I don't mean go around now, that's your new sticker. You got a little machine. And, you know. Help us, Lord, for those people. Take your, take your, what do you call those little things that print the labels? Take that from you. Be discerning of doublespeak and a lying spirit. Doublespeak is saying one thing in one group and then saying another. You know, every politician does that to get elected. But a lying spirit, a liar, bald face, liar discern that. The Bible says that no liar will enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, they said they're Christian. They said, no. Christians can lie, but they cannot be a liar. What do you mean? Well, as soon as they lie, they are so convicted and they have to go back and tell that person, I lied to you. Anybody in this room ever had to go back and tell somebody, I lied to you? Let me give you one quick one here since I got, I'm not doing number two. We got plenty of time. <laughs> I remember I had a neighbor uh, came over one time, knocked on the door, hadn't saved too long. They said, hey, can I get my scissors back that you borrowed? I said, yeah, okay, sure. I thought I gave them back to you. No problem. Hey, thank you so much for always being a good neighbor. So, so. They left just as clear in my heart. Liar. 
Just, just liar. Just one word. See, you didn't think you gave it back to them. If you thought you gave it back to them, how'd you know where they were? Wait a minute. It gets better. Go tell them you're a liar. They know I'm a, a, a youth pastor. Go tell them you're a liar. Okay. So I go, well, they've already got the scissors, sorry. So I go back to, you know, they just left. I mean, just two minutes before. They open the door like, yes, I'm a liar. So what? I'm a liar. I knew I hadn't given you back the scissors. I knew I hadn't. And uh, I just didn't want you to think that I was sorry and forgot. And um, I lied to you. You ever try to cast pearls before somebody that might not be thinking the same thing? She's like, she get, did, did the little Olin Mills look. She goes, okay. Yeah. Okay. I said, we're good. I'm sorry. So I go home. I shut the door. And I just laid on my face. Now, I know that was kind of simple and funny. Top three experiences I've ever had with the Lord. Top three. I laid on my face. And immediately the room was filled with his glory. And I felt, I can't say it was, I felt like the bottom of his robe went over my back and over my head like this. And I felt his pleasure that I would make myself of no reputation and put away from me, Lord, a lying tongue, put away from me and exaggerating like we'll lie to compensate for our side or our candidate. I just want to be in the truth. I just want to be in the truth. I want to be a man of truth, a man of your word. You got to be able to discern what is false. And if it's false, it's like if your key lime pie is made with a little antifreeze. Just... It's not much, just a cup or two. You know, it's still green. Do you t still taste the twang? It has antifreeze in it. How much of distortion do you allow in your life? How much lying? Discerning of spirits. I spoke of that. And discerning what deception looks like, sounds like, feels like, and acts like. Lynn, if you would come here uh, to the keyboard. My number two was leading into the closing, so I'm trying to figure out how I can summarize this. Number one, you are going to be tested. Listen, your courage is going to be tested. Your character is going to be tested. Your knowledge of the scripture is going to be tested. And now it's going to come to pass. You're going to see what this, the Bible's going to jump off the pages to you. When King Nebuchadnezzar sent out a decree that the moment people heard the sound, okay, or the posting of the rules on the wall at work, as soon as you hear the sound, bow your knee and worship this false God. Change who you are, change the image of God, and you bow your knee to this rule of authority. And if you don't, you'll be thrown alive into a burning, fiery furnace. And now these were people... Israelites that have been taken into captivity. So they're already prisoners, slaves, if you will. The music starts to play, and of all the thousands and thousands of Jews, all but three knelt down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not. My point is this. Please listen to your pastor. 
Some of your parents are going to kneel. Some of your grandparents are going to kneel. Some of your pastor friends are going to kneel that raised you. They're going to kneel. But you ain't got nothing to do with that. You stand. You don't love him. Then I don't have to be accepted by you. I'm not. No. If you love the world, the love of the father's not even in you. I stand with him. I stand for him. I'm, I'm not. I'm not bowing. And how many people? Oh, Lord, you know, my heart. You know my heart. I'm going to just tie my shoe while I'm down here, Lord. You know my heart, and I'm just doing this to protect my family. Because if I lose my job, my children will suffer. I'm going to do this to protect the investments that you've already given me, Lord, the resources. I, God, I, I, you know my heart. I'm not bowing to them. I'm just avoiding the wrath. And the three Hebrew boys stood while everybody else. You are going to have the opportunity to stand. And having done all, stand again. They're going to come. It's going to cost. It's going to cost. I may have to look my wife in the face and say they're coming after our home. They're suing me for. And I'm banking on her to have the courage and character Hey, poor house or penthouse, we honor Jesus Christ. We honor Jesus Christ. As we get ready to take communion, it's not fearful. It's just seeing, seeing what's coming. So if it comes, what will I say? What will I do? And will I do it willingly? If you would, this section here, go ahead and get up and begin row at a time and get the communion and go back to your seats, if you will. This section here, right here. This section here. This section here. And those in the back, if you want to go, uh, if you're towards the back, if you want to go back there and get the communion and go back to your seats. Thank you. You got Leanne one. Everyone wait on each other to be served. and open your elements if you will and just hold them there's some over here too guys if y'all want to come over here there's some right here Church family, right before we take together. Oh, has, has everybody been served over here? Y'all can come over here as well. They're empty.
once you get it open, would you look this way before we take together? I asked for grace this morning that there was, I didn't get to the continuation and the, the flow of what I'd hoped to share this morning, so it ends this way. Discernment is troubling in the beginning and peaceable as it matures. I want to know what's coming. I want to see. So for the world to get ready for the Antichrist, it has to be anti-Christian, right? So Brother John, do you think we're going through the tribulation? Not the great tribulation, absolutely not. I'm not, see, Antichrist has to come before the tribulation. I'm not looking for Antichrist, I'm looking for the Christ, the blessed hope. But are we going to endure persecution? It's on the horizon if Jesus doesn't cherry. Yes. Yes. It's going to cost. And some of us, it'll be the crowning thing in our life that we were willing to count it as dung. That we might know him. And the fellowship of his sufferings. And the power of his resurrection. Would you stand with me this morning? Jason, would you come on up with me? Just get ready to close for us. In the same night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and broke it. And said, this is my body that's broken for you. As often as you do this, remember me. There is only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And his name is Jesus Christ. Let's break together and take. They said it's not necessary. They say it's insufficient. They say it is one approach. But it is his blood on the mercy seat that makes us whiter than snow. So we lift the cup today. Lord, we remember you. In the same night Jesus was betrayed, he took wine and poured it and said, this is the, my blood that's shed for you for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, remember me. Let's take together. Jason, hold on one second. I forgot something. I have something prepared for you this morning. Go ahead and put your uh, plastic down. Just remain standing. And after this song, um, I like to have opportunity. It doesn't always have to be an altar, but I, I want an altar service, but I want to respond. I want to say, like when I hear preaching, I say, me, Lord. Yeah, Lord. That's, yes, God. Count me in. Count me. So I just prepared a song for you that I think might be echoing your heart uh, this morning. Would you cue that for us up there?
And every is untold I'd rather have Jesus Than houses or lands I'd rather be led By His nail-pierced hand Than to be the king Of a vast domain and be held in sin's red sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. If that's you, would you lift your hands to him? to 
Lord, Father, we thank you for a pastor that would come before us and preach the truth, God. We thank you for a church body that fellowships and love that is centered on a like precious faith, Father. God, we ask that you just continue to stir in us a thirst, a desire, a hunger, and a racing after the truth, Lord. Quicken us with discernment, Father, in a world that's rife with deception and with people that want to dilute your word and reinvent the God of the Bible and tell and sell this knockoff Jesus, Lord. I ask that you build a hedge of protection around our minds, Father, that we are not deceived. When the disciples came to you and asked what would be the sign of your second coming, the first thing you said, Father, is mind that we are not deceived. Be careful that we're not deceived, Father. So I just pray that you strengthen everyone in this house and everyone that's watching online and all of your children in a resolute strength and and resistance to deception, Father. We pray that we will recognize the truth. We pray for a gift of discernment to recognize what is not of you and turn away from it, Father. We pray for boldness to stand for your word, even if it's lonely, Father, to stand, Father. And when having done all, stand. It is not lost on us, Father, that it's easy to sing about your goodness from the top of the mountains and how loud we'll sing it when we're in the bottom of the valley. But when we are in the bottom of the valley, Father, quicken us and remind us of those songs. When we have a heavy heart, remind us of the joy we have in you, Lord. We just give ourselves to you, Father. Give us the constitution and courage to pour out our lives, Father, to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to you, uncompromisingly standing for the truth, Lord. That is our prayer corporately and personally, Father. We thank you for this time together, Lord. We thank you for your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Six o'clock tonight in the grill. If you want to join us, we'll also be going live on Facebook. Y'all have a blessed day.